Welcome to another episode of the Dibbly Dobblers podcast. As always, I'm your main host, Callum. Although you might notice we're in slightly different surroundings as we're recording this episode remotely. Um, because I'm in the I same surroundings. Stand... Yeah. Well, ah, you're in my seat. Get out. <laughs> I am, actually, yeah. <laughs> so this is our producer, director, dinner lady. Well, you're not dinner lady tonight, actually. Uh, and secondary host, Andrew. I would ask you how it's going, but I've already seen you the night, Andrew, so I don't really care, so it's fine. <laughs> I cheers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, your audio quality still sounds bizarre to me, but it sounded okay when we did a test recording, so hopefully it's all right for the, the viewers and listeners. If not, they're just going to have to suck it up for a week, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, we thought we would test it out, um, being remote from each other, and see how that went. Um Partly as well, we have got an interview, a big interview at the end of the week that will be coming out. Um, yep, we do. And we thought we'd try and not offend our wives by having two late nights together. So we're just doing one of them over webcam instead. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so I don't think I don't think our episode tonight will be the longest episode. Although you never know because we might just start ranting on about things and whatnot and plus i still need to celebrate towards the end of the episode but we'll save that for that point um no that's not it's gonna be a bit odd we're not letting that happen not letting that happen i can't see what's going on on the screen is one slight problem i have so andrew could be putting all sorts up there wouldn't really surprise me (laughs) i should do that (laughs) just like drawing googly eyes on me and all sorts but um so i guess we're just going to focus on the the domestic stuff this week um and yeah we'll, we'll share the interview over the weekend maybe or do you think it'll go into next week's episode i think it'll go in over the weekend probably we'll share it on its own yeah we'll probably see how long the episode goes i mean if it's if we only have 15 minutes it's maybe not worth it so it might just go in next week's episode but i guess time will tell on that front really indeed indeed um, well andrew i have no idea what you're bringing up so i'm gonna need you to actually you know, do some communicating to the listeners and to me so we all know what's going on. Right. Let's go and uh, get straight on then with Team of the Week. We shared it on Twitter over the weekend, uh, or on Monday, sorry, Monday afternoon. You weren't happy with me because I put it to press before you'd properly proofread it, but I made an executive decision. And I still I still disagree with I don't disagree with the people, I don't know, I just disagree with the order, but it's fine. That's probably just been pedantic, so hey-ho. Yeah, I think so. Right, let's transition. So I've got it up on screen now, and uh, yep. So, team of the week this week. Um, have, you, have you got the graphic up so you can refer to I it? Have, I have got the graphic up in front of me, Andrew, yes I Good. do. Apologies, viewers and listeners, this is a little bit of a test and learn, so it's maybe not as smooth as normal. Um, so yeah, team of the week, uh, Majid Rashid um, of Meagle at the top of it. Um, so he scored 103 off 93 balls and took one for 15 from eight overs in their Village Cup victory uh, against Carlton Towers on Sunday. Uh, Mark Petrie of Arbroath for his 82 that he scored against Falkland in the T20 regional qualifiers during the week last week. Uh, and then we've got two from Perth Ducat, so Musakar Hussein and Babar Ali for their 85 and 119s respectively against Stonywood Dice 2s. Who, 
I believe they shared a 200-run partnership, which is a no mean feat at all. Yeah, that's yeah, massive partnership, and yeah, the the real key to them putting on a, a big total against against Stonywood. Um, Lewis Munro of Aberdeenshire, who took four for thirty-five off eight overs and was sixty-three not out with the bat against Meagle in their massive victory. It wasn't massive in terms of margin of victory. Um, well, I suppose it was comfortable um, in the end, but it was massive in terms of the context of the league season. Um, and he also knocked out the top order. Am I right in saying it was batters one? Yeah, two, I think it was three. one to four. Uh, no, it was one, two, was three, it? and eight, or was it one, two, four? Oh, right, right, anyway. right, right. Um, so yeah, but um, really destroyed the top order um, and saw the chase home with a not-out innings as well. Uh, next up, uh, Matthew Parker, or Matty Parker of Arbroath, for his 115 of 117 balls against Stu Mell uh, in the Eastern Premier League. Uh, Matthew Simpson of Strathmore for his 80 not-out against Arbroath's second team. Uh, Usman Said, another Perthucket player, uh, this time for a T20 performance, uh, 79 not out and 2 for 19 off 2.4 overs against Forfarshire in a game that they did ultimately lose, um, but still a, a very strong performance. Uh, Ayush Dasmahapatra of Aberdeenshire. Now, he does open the batting for Aberdeenshire, but he's in as a bowler because he took 5 for 31 of 8.3 overs against Meagle. So after Lewis Monroe had opened the door, um, he walked through and took pretty much the rest of the wickets. Uh, another Meagle performance from Sunday in Charles Clark. He took 5 for 28 uh, off his 7.5 overs. Um, and then rounding it off, Tahir Niazi of um, Kinloch for 4 for 27 against Dundee High School former pupils. Not Richard Bowman. He still couldn't get in. So, I know. Uh, Despite keep, taking top order wickets. Indeed. I uh, know. But I was actually, well, I suppose we only, well, no, there was four very strong bowling performances there. And then there's kind of like the, almost like two all-rounders, I suppose. So it was a tough week to break in on a bowling-only performance, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Um, so, player of the week time. Um, and to be honest, from that team, there was really only one candidate for me because they contributed with bat, they contributed with the ball, and the game that they contributed in was potentially a title decider. Um, if it comes down to it, so obviously we'll we'll come on to results uh, from the weekend shortly. Um, although as I say that, I realise I've not created that graphic, so we'll maybe not have that in terms of on the screen. Um, but we'll talk over it. Um, but yeah, uh, player of the week this week for the his uh, four for thirty five and sixty three not out against Meagle is uh, Aberdeenshire's Lewis Monroe. Um, I'll just bring that up on the screen now. There we go. Come on, Andrew. I've got it on my screen. How have you got it on yours? Because <laughs> I had the, I just brought the wrong thing up on screen. So it's really going to be a really great week. This one. <laughs> so it's, it's gonna. I mean, at least the graphics so far are correct. So I mean, we're a bonus from um, getting players messaging us angrily that we've put the wrong graphic up. So it's all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. 
yeah, no, I think I think to be fair for Lewis Monroe, um, it's neither the best bowling nor best batting performance. In another game, yeah, he probably did it. He probably did enough to with the way the other results went and things like that. You had like Matty Parker's hundred against Stu Mel. If if Arbroath had come out and won that game. That was probably a, another contender in theirs, particularly when you look at how our both have been performing this year. Yeah. Um, but I think the game in itself, you know, a crunch performance, that's really what sets this performance apart. Um, and obviously his teammate got a five for, but, you know, Lewis really started the rot. So, um, and we have kind of looked at that quite a lot when we're trying to pick bowling performances. It's kind of, who are the wickets that they're taking? And that's, I think, a big thing there. Um, yeah, absolutely. So very... he, he, he sort of got into the, really into the Meagle middle order with his uh, bowling performance up top. Um, him and uh, Dianne Forrester had a, both had, in fact, they both scored 63, didn't they, uh, in the batting effort. Yeah. Um, Forrester did lose his wicket though um, towards the end, but they the, the pair of them saw it pretty much home. Um, so yeah, the combination of the two, and as we said, potential um, title decider. The fact that Aberdeenshire have got got that game in in week one means that their percentage is slightly better than Meagles. Um, so I think yeah. they do sit outright top of the league um, at the moment as we stand, and obviously they don't play each other again, and you could easily see both of them going undefeated for the rest of the season. Um, so, yeah, a, 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 as a potential title decider, so a, a massive performance there. Yeah, I mean, I know we'll bring the table up shortly, but, yeah, I mean, that is a massive, it is a massive result because, to be honest, I, you, I still look at the two halves of the draw or whatever, however the correct terminology to describe it is. And, to be honest, in that north region, I just... If I'm correct in saying Aberdeenshire won at Huntley, and I would say that's the only obvious banana skin that I mm-hmm. see. I think Gordonians still have got a bit of quality in their team, but you know, the once actually Aberdeen, if Aberdeenshire can come out of this the sort of mixed fixtures with only one loss. I, I think they become the, the favourites because I think you've got if Migo come up against Fruki with Safi in the side, you know, there's every chance of an upset there. There are, you know, Dukit, Strathmore, Forfarshire, these guys have got match winners in them and, you know, Usman for Perth, but the, you know, they've had two other guys that have contributed with scores. They've got a decent bowling attack. Strathmore, Strathmore have got Tian Brick. Strathmore are in the North group. So they are, sorry. They so are. That, so that's okay, probably well, the only... Yeah, yeah, that's... I th- I if they come up against not... yeah, if they come up against Strathmore and, and Tian Brits has a day, then they're, they're definitely going to be a danger to Aberdeenshire. Um, yeah, and Strathmore have obviously had three guys, well, actually four guys in recent weeks that have made scores. We've got two in the, yeah. in the team of the week this week. Um, and we had, well, we had uh, Sammy Jazz last week and... It escapes me. Someone else scored an eighty. Um, it was Tian Brits, was it not? No, he got ninety-seven last week. Um, it was a, someone else got eighty-one not out. I think it was last right, week. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they've now got a bat and performance in them, uh, you know, there's oh, there's a few contributors with a bat. Um, 
and they had Piani and form earlier on in the season and things. But I still think that South group has got more potential upsets in it than what the North group has based on what we're seeing so far. Um, so it was a huge, huge win. Um, despite yeah. the fact I think our Aberdeenshire listeners possibly think we maybe favoured the other team, but that's uh, we'll remain impartial. We've Indeed just called we it do. as it's been. Indeed we do. Um, yeah, and well, there you go. I'm giving you your boy his player of the week. So <laughs> no pitchforks required. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. Um, right, results. You've got the results. You got the results to hand from the week that has just been. I, I do. I think. Cool. I just, right. Uh, you can go. You can go I've, through them then. I have managed to put things on the wrong screens just because you know this is all. Going very swimmingly smooth. You've at least got multiple screens. I'm just working off the one this week. I need your monitor next to my table. I'm missing it this week. Sorry that I provide all the gear. And you've got no idea. (laughs) You you provide Um, a monitor. (laughs) um, The light is mine. Thank you very much. Okay. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Yeah. yeah, So what we go, are we going EPL first then? Yeah. Let's chat through the EPL. Yeah. Okay, okay. So we had uh, we had um, four different games that had um, SPCU region teams involved. Uh, so we had Forfarshire at home to Carlton, uh, Stonewood Dice were at home to Heriots, Falkland to Castorfin, and in fact they were all at home. Arbroath to Stu Mill. Um, so we had one victory to Forfarshire, who. It wasn't an absolute romping, but in the end, got home by two wickets. They scored. Uh, Carlton put, posted two two seven for seven, and Forfs replied with two three one for eight. Uh, Forty six overs, fours left. Um, I seem to recall following this along live, and there was a bit of a tumble of wickets. To, I think they were kind of cruising, and then there was just a little sort of flurry of wickets towards the end that was oh, a wee bit like oh. Yeah. yeah, it was like, is, there, uh, is it coming? But it didn't. They, they held out. Uh, Callum Garden and Jack Hogarth was kind of the key to that victory with the bat. Um, a solid partnership in the middle. Stonywood and Falkland uh, came up against, well, two of the best teams in the country. In fact, well, currently by the table, the two best teams in the country and were both convincingly thumped. And there's probably not a lot positive to talk about either of those. So we'll just skip them. Um, and the fourth game, or in the list, the fourth game was Arbroath, who mm, I think will be feeling possibly one that got away um, yeah. in their defeat. They scored 295. We mentioned Matty Park. Oh. Got a, a in the game. Um, and they ended up losing by six wickets. And Again, they didn't get thumped, but Stumel got there with six wickets, three and a bit overs remaining. Um, yeah, it, that it just feels like that was the one that that they've kind of been waiting to come around and it yes, just couldn't deliver. Yeah, it's passed them by. Um, it's unfortunate because they are a team that are in real need of a victory. So I'll bring up the the table on screen uh, and you can see where everyone is at 
Um, so you've got four for sure. Basically, the the SPCU sides in the EPL are sort of two groups of two, really. Uh, four for sure and Stonywood Dice are sat next to each other. They've both got four wins and three losses from seven games. Um, four for sure just slightly ahead on net run rate. Um, and then the bottom two spaces are occupied by Falkland and Arbroath. Falkland, um, that one solitary victory, um, and Arbroath are yet to get off the mark. Um, yeah, Carlton are still only one one win ahead of Falkland, so they're still within reach as well. They are having a poor season. Um but yeah, our both really need to to get a win and, and get a win soon, um, if they're going to have a chance of of retaining their EPL status. Yeah, I think the big difference between the two is that Falkland are now well. I think they would tell me I'm wrong if if I said they're at full contingent. One of their well, their big issue seems to be they can't actually get their first team out on the park very mm. often. Um, yeah. but they have got as available players as they're ever going to get. Yeah. Um, is now over. They've, um, they've got Castles. So that's what they've got. They're working with what they've got. Our both, from what we hear, are still due to have overseas players coming in. Um, and he, he, that could make all the difference. I, I'm not 100% sure who they've got coming in, so I can't really comment about what differences they're going to make or not. Um but the f- I do hope for Arbor's sake, though, that they are bowlers, or at least one of them is a bowler. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say in the seam bowling department in particular, they, I mean, they've not been great in any department, with especially with the ball. Um, but they definitely need a bit of firepower, I think, to get the innings. You know, off to a good start. You look at Castles for Falkland; he looks like he has could rip through a top order and put the opposition under pressure. And I'm yeah. just not sure our both currently have got that person within the ranks. Um, and unfortunately, it means that even when they post up big scores, they're going to get chased down. Um, and yeah, for Forster Stonywood, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where they end up. Um, if they were as tight as that at the end of the season, I would be quite surprised. Um, yeah, they should be. You know, Stonywood. I still think that their ambition. They still have to be realistic, and it's probably still comfortable survival. And that's what they've achieved. They, they should have achieved that, even with four victories. So yeah, I can't see. I can't see both Arbroath and Falkland putting runs together to get them up to four victories. Um, but you could maybe see one of them hitting a, a run of form um, if things fall the right way for them. Um, but I can't see both of them having the run of results that would get them up and past Stonywood. So yeah, I would expect that they're they're safe in terms of survival um, at the EPL level for another season, certainly. Yeah, I would agree with that. So let's well, let's move on to the NEC. I've managed to get these results up in front of me, so I will I'll talk through them quickly. Um, so Perth took it 299 for 6 played Stoney with Dice second 11 uh, bowled them out for 125 so that was a, a really convincing win for, for Perth took it there um, 
this one, the, the next one, sort of, um, I'm sure Callum will result. gladly, gladly result, discuss good. it more when uh, when we get to the predictions later on. But uh, Forfarshire second, 11 away at Huntley, were bowled out for 83, and Huntley chased it for the loss of one wicket. Um, so they had a nine wicket victory, another really one-sided game there. Um, Arbroath United second, 11 away at Strathmore, um, they posted 178 and uh, Strathmore uh, chased that with 10 overs left to spare, um, so got there quite comfortably. Um, Dundee High School former pupils bowled out for 52 uh, by Kinloch, who chased that total for the loss of two wickets in 7.2 overs. Um, they were not hanging about to get that one chased down. Uh, Gordonians 197 for 8 against Fruki 199 for 2. Um, so again, 9.1 overs left in that one as well. So um, really um, convincing stuff from Fruki. Um, and then the big game at Manifield. Meagle bowled out for 189 and 41 overs. Aberdeenshire 190 for 4. Chased it down in 41.4. So 3.2 overs left and 6 wickets in hand. have to say that that's a pretty comfortable victory for Aberdeenshire in the end. So, what does that mean for the table? So bring the table up. So as we said, Aberdeenshire now outright in first place um due to having played that extra game so the actual the loss doesn't count quite as heavily on their percentage um Huntley in third uh, alongside Fruki both with uh four um both with four wins from six and then you've got one two three four five teams that are all sat on three victories uh, in Perthukit, Strathmore, Forfarshire Twos, Gordonians, Arbroath Twos and Kinloch. And then you've got the two winless teams at the bottom in Stonywood Dice Two and Dundee High School former pupils. Stonywood have managed to garner more bonus points throughout the season. Um, so they are currently uh, in 11th with Dundee High uh, sitting bottom. Right. Anything to add there? No, I think we kind of touched on it last week. Top two, they're going to be battling it out and it's pretty close, except for the bottom two. So I don't think a lot's changed. Just the top two. Well, there's been movement, but in the grand scheme of things, not a lot's changed in, in yeah. the league. Yeah. Right. Um... We're, we're going to we're gonna have predictions then. No. Oh well, we should really touch on. Uh, we should touch on village the, cup. Well, the, the village cup. Although it's probably worth mentioning that the Northern Lights unfortunately suffered their first defeat oh, of, of course. the season. They did. Yes. Um, they went up against Carlton, who have been traditionally certainly one of the heavyweights of the women's game in the country. Um yeah. can't, I can't actually a hundred percent remember it, that. If they are now top, they are, in fact. Um, and, yeah, so, uh, you know, unlucky to the girls, but they are still sitting second um, and only marginally behind Carlton. So, f- although everyone only plays each other once in the Women's Premier League, so there is no chance to get their own back. So, 
it's whether that could have decided things or otherwise. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, in fact, they're down in Perth this weekend. Um, they are. Yeah. Playing Dumfries. Yeah, at Perth. So for, so I'm going to try and get along to that for a little bit uh, on Sunday. Um, see if I can watch some of that. Um, but we'll see how the weekend goes. Uh, that may or may not happen. But yeah, but for anyone obviously in the area that is, you know, obviously the Northern Lights are playing the games up at Manifield predominantly, um, and the rest of the games are really Edinburgh away, um, aside from the teams in the West. So good opportunity for anyone within the sort of Tayside area um, to to get along and watch some women's cricket. Absolutely, yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah, and then we mentioned in Team of the Week, um, there were a couple of performances uh, from Meagles Village Cup game on Sunday that made it made it in there. So they played Carlton Towers, who are from down Yorkshire way. Um, and yeah, a, a rather convincing victory, wasn't it? Um, which I, I don't think I was quite expecting to see. No. Um, it was interesting when we had talked, uh, we had um, Purcell in Stuart on and he had spoke about Tom Collins as being the key wicket based on the information they had been able to garner and mm-hmm. they dismissed him quite early on for nine um, and don't know enough about them to say for definite, but they he obviously singled him out and maybe they, you know, they managed to get that key wicket really. And yeah. Um, I don't know whether they've been relying on him or not, but um, yeah, I mean, there was a 50 from Carlton Towers and that was it. That was the only resistance, really. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, 117 run victory it was in the end for Meagle and they move on. I can't remember the name of the club that they play next week, but it's a club from the Chester area. Um, I think it begins with it, an A, but uh, it's, it does. Uh, it definitely does begin with an A. Um, but they play them at home uh, a week on Sunday, so they've got another home tie in the next round uh, for the chance to get into the quarterfinals. So it's into the serious it, stuff. It is Alvinley is who they are playing. Alvinley, yeah. So they're down that that Chester, Warrington, Liverpool kind of area, that part of the country. Um, so yeah, um, I'm sure we'll. We'll speak a bit more about that uh, again in the next couple of weeks. Um, right, predictions. Let's let's do the predictions then, since you're so happy to speak about them. Oh, come on now. You make it out like I'm smug about this, Andrew. Come on. I mean, I am, but that's, there's no need to tell everyone. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I've got it on my screen. You got your graphic up, Andrew. I've, I've got, got the screen. graphic up. Yeah, unfortunately, <sighs> I do. So, um, we both got we both got Aberdeenshire against Meagle wrong. We both went for Meagle to win that one. Um, so I'll start on the low for you because that was the only low you had. Every other one of yours came in um, because I backed that four for sure would be riding high. Um, I had a conversation on Friday with Richard Rennie and he told me that there were about six changes to the Forfarshire side from the week before and as soon as he said that I knew that it was just not going to happen for me. The key one being that he came back into the side. So cheers Richard. I, t- I told you. <laughs> I told you Richard coming back would screw things up. Yeah. Um, yeah so. y- 
Yeah, I mean, I'd like to caveat the sort of Migo one. I did point out that I saw every chance of Aberdeenshire winning it. So, you know, it wasn't... Um, yeah, I, I mean, we suggested both... We, I we think we recognised that it was a 50-50, really, but we backed Meagle to to yeah. win it. Um, um, notably, Aberdeenshire did it without Kenny Reid being there. Just... Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. So, it's, so yeah. what you're saying is it's, it's Kenny's fault. So, so what you're saying? It's Kenny's fault that they won. That they lost. That they lost before, and they were in second. So you're saying? No, that's definitely not what I'm blamed. saying. <laughs> it sounds like it's what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, no. Um... You're really trying to start fights tonight. <laughs> right. No, I'm just trying to start fights for you. It's okay. We know oh, Aberdeen right. fans didn't like you, Andrew. They've shown it all over Twitter. It's all right. Don't worry about it. I don't right. get any abuse at my one. I get the abuse from the Meagle people. <laughs> Scores on Say, the doors. Say, I talk then. a lot and things. Scores you... on the doors. Now have, have you got them up? Eight points lead. I do have them up. Yeah, you've got forty points. I've got thirty-two. I need you to just like not predict scores for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I mean, pretty much that's what you need. Yeah, because you're still going to get ones wrong. So yes, um, you need me to take a mid-season break and you carry on. So you're saying it, that's exactly what <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, yeah, we'll see how that right, goes. Anyway. like to do it, but due to the integrity of the competition, I can't possibly do that. So, um, no luck. Okay. Although we do, we oh, I've just thought I I I don't think we've uh, we've not preempted our graphic for the next bit. So we've not. I can't even remember whose turn it is to pick first. So, uh... I think it's you. You think it's me? What we? Round eight, we're on. Yeah, it must be you because we didn't do week one. You're the so you're the even weeks, despite the fact you were first, because we didn't do round one. All right, so this is round eight of predictions rather than round eight of the NEC. No, no, no. This is round eight of the NEC. But we had a three counties cup week in the middle. Also, oh, it must be me. Excellent. Did we do a joker on the three? No, we didn't do a joker on three counties, did we? No, we didn't. So as you right. I was going to say, I picked Duke first last week, so I mean... To me, to you. To... <laughs> it's a good job everyone watches us for or listens to us for how amazingly polished we are. Uh, indeed, indeed. Right, so I've got them up on screen now, uh, the predictions that we're going with. Um, Stonywood Dice against Dundee High School former pupils. Um, we've both gone for Stonywood there. Although that, that could go either way, I have to say. Absolutely not. Uh, I actually uh, don't think this is as close as it as it probably looks on paper. I mean, Dundee High School don't look capable of scoring three figures, really. Um, at least, I mean, there's a reason that Stony would have got a gap in the bonus points. It's that yeah, they actually have uh, at yeah, least. But... I mean, it, I'm I think not saying Dundee High a have a, a reasonable. I think there's a very chance this will be a very low-scoring game. Um, I think that Dundee High are a stronger bowling side than batting side, um, and they have had That's bowling performances. Point. They've had bowling performances through the year. Stonywood Dice are going to be a side that's low on confidence. So even though they've put performances here and there, um, th there's still a chance that Dundee High School could skittle them. Um, 
and then if, it, if it's a low-scoring game, then it could go either way. I do get what you're saying in the um, at back Stonywood's batting uh, contingent to perform over Dundee highs. The fact that it's up in Stonywood dice as well, um, I think, mm. yeah, if in doubt, kind of back the home team. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm just more confident than this being a 50-50 is my view, but... Yeah, I, I would. I would say. Face. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a fifty-fifty, but I d- did say it could go. It could go either way without it necessarily. I wonder being a 50/50. what. I wonder what the CS Live app says it is. It doesn't say. I had a look. It didn't say. It doesn't um, say. Nah. It Obviously, seem to only predicts out. good. Only predicts good games like Bradalvin games and things. Yes, indeed. Uh, next one, Forfarshire versus Strathmore. We've both gone for an away win. Uh, Strathmore. Uh, I think Tian Brits has already scored a nice big ton at Fort Hill this season. Um, uh, I reckon he'll yeah. do so again. <laughs> y- yeah, I mean, you find, well, it kind of goes back to my point earlier is that, I mean, Strathmore now have got a few batsmen in form. They're going to one of the best batting tracks in the country. Um, and yeah, Forfarshire managed to skittle Aberdeenshire, but they've also. They've not exactly had an amazing... Partly, you know, as Richard had said, they can't get the same people out on the park all the time, and that's yeah. what a lot of two sides suffer from. Um, they've got the capability within the club to beat Strathmore, but I just, yeah, T. Ambrett's back him all the time. Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree. Um, the next one is the first one that we've gone we've gone different on. Um, Arbroath versus Huntley. Um for me, uh, ev- well, every time we go different on a Huntley score, you win. Seems to be the way that this goes. So I- I'm not particularly confident on here uh, as to how this will pan out for me. But it's what we're going with anyway. Um, so I've gone with Huntley to win. Uh, and you've gone with Arbroath. Yeah, Arbroath are unbeaten at home. Um, and Huntley are very good at home. Mm-hmm. So I have backed the fact that Huntley are away. I've gone wild growth. I think it will be a, it, again. It's a, I think actually all the games this well, no, sadly the bottom one doesn't, but the other four they're not you know dead sorts. But um, yeah. I think yeah, we'll see an Arbroath victory, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Duca against Gordonians. This for me was the hardest of them to pick. Um, so uh, as I said previously, actually, I- I'm going with the home team. Uh, in here to win um, so yeah I've gone for Ducat you've gone for Gordonians yeah I just kind of did it because you went for Ducat to be honest and I knew that <laughs> first <laughs> um, yeah it was a bit of a flip of the coin job to be honest um, Gordonians certainly in the league haven't had the best season I think they, I think they are one I would point to and say they look like they're underperforming. Um, I think they were third last year in the NEC. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it could go either way. But I mean, Gordonians have got... Duke is a decent batting track and Gordonians have got a very, very good top order. Um, and I think I'm just backing that personally. That's probably the only thing that swung it for me a wee bit. Yeah, although you could say that obviously um, Ducat have had batting performances over the last couple of weeks. They, they seem to have more than just one contributor with the bat now. 
Um, so yeah, I could mm. see it being, I could see it being a high-scoring game. That one, I have to say. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think, with the best respect to the to the guys who performed last weekend, it wasn't against the same standard of opposition. Yeah, yeah. And against the better opposition, we're still predominantly seeing a reliance on Usman. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, guys maybe got a confidence boost and they'll maybe go on to, to further decent performances. Last one, can lock Magel. We've both gone with Magel on that one. Yeah, um, Magel and Aberdeenshire and to an extent. Fruki are um, comfortably above the rest of the sides in the division, I think. So I don't see that that one will go any other way than Magel's. Nope. Joker. Um, you first. So it's me to go first. Um, so yeah, I suppose the last one that we covered there, I, I will take Meagol as my my joker. Okay, okay. Um, just to try and stretch my lead out, I'm going to pick one of them that were different on, and I'm going to back our broth with my joker because I feel like none of them are that dead set and. Yeah. I might as well just try and get a bigger. It might as well just try and get a bigger lead, though. Yes, it doesn't so. work for you getting a bigger lead, though, because I lose one point regardless of whether you've picked it as the joker. I mean, you've picked but it. I now. get two. Yeah, I get two points. But if you pick, I suppose I get one point either way, don't I? Oh well, I get no. a. Uh, yeah. Ah well, that'll do it anyway. <laughs> just because I, I can just rub it in your face even more yeah. that way. So. So if Huntley win, it, then yeah, it's, I'm I'm it's happy like half I get a two point my... game gain. Yeah, oh, it can only work in points. my favour that one actually. Oh well, but anyway, yeah, I'll pick, so... I'll, can I pick Meagle as well? So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yes, I think Meagle are the obvious pick for a Joker there. Yeah, they seem to be. They seem to be. Anyway, I think that um, pretty much brings us to the end, doesn't it? I would say it does. Um, hopefully it's not been too shockingly terrible. Um, no. But but different. I don't think it's something we'll do very much of, but there may come a point in time in the future uh, where we need to, and we thought we'd give it a bit of a test out. Um, so if it is yeah. terrible, then tell us, because it'd be good to know. <laughs> yeah, I think also it'd be good to, yeah, we're hopeful that we'll be able to get guests on the show this way, so it's a bit more on brand with the rest of our graphics rather than recording them directly on Zoom. But um, yeah, hopefully that's something you'll see down the line. Anyway, um, catch us on Twitter at DibDogPod. Um, please do like, share and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, comments, uh, conversation, all of that. Um, we want to hear from you. Uh, tell your friends, uh, your club mates. Yeah, really spread the word of the Dibbly Dobblers. And uh, we will speak to you again uh, next week or the weekend. One of them. <laughs>